Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. All right, what do you think the most desirable outcome is for giving birth at home? What do you think it is that most mothers that I talk to, most mothers who are planning to give birth at home, what do you think it is that they want? What do you think the end goal is when it comes to giving birth at home? If you have an idea, go ahead and write it in the comments. The question, once again, what do you think it is that is most important to mothers when they're giving birth at home? What do they want out of this experience? I'm really curious to hear what your answer is. I'm gonna go ahead and get started because today we're going to be talking about the four warning signs that you need to reprioritize your home birth preparation and it all has to do with what that desired outcome is, okay? All right, so to, to get started so that we can actually begin, I'm going to let you know what I hear most often. If I send out a poll, <laughs> the doula therapist got it, Chelsea, you got it, to feel empowered. We want to feel empowered about our birthing experience. Now, that may mean different things to different people. That may be, for, for one person, they may visualize something that's totally different for somebody else. And I have a very specific meaning when I talk about empowerment. Yep, I think moms want the feeling of empowerment. You guys, you guys, you got it. We're on the same page. So I don't think that empowerment means a quiet birth. I don't think that empowerment means like, oh, I didn't make a, make a peep, guys. Like, that's not what empowerment is. I don't think it means a specific birthing outcome. Empowerment comes when we feel ready. Empowerment comes when we walk into that experience feeling totally confident that no matter what goes down, no matter what we're given, we've got the stuff inside to actually take care of the situation. We've got the stuff inside to actually integrate it and experience it and be okay with that. Now, what I want to, us to think about is the fact that these mothers giving birth at home who were desiring an empowering birthing experience that's not like a tiny, like, oh, like, no big deal. I just want an empowered birth experience. That's a tall order. That's a huge order. I want to feel, number one, I want to give birth at home. So no medication, like no external help from drugs or anything like that. But I want to be in charge of my situation and I want to give birth at home. And I want to feel empowered about that experience that's a lot that's that's huge i think that's a great goal i think it's amazing but there are some warning signs that maybe if that's your goal there are some other things that we should be doing in order to achieve that goal i think that that goal is achievable no matter what i i have a clear-cut understanding of what it takes for us to feel empowered but i also recognize that it doesn't take just like it doesn't just happen to us uh-huh, Flor, Flor Cubana style. I wish that I could pronounce things. Says education is key. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you there. So let's talk about that. Number one, the first warning sign that we need to reprioritize our 
our desire and reprioritize our home birth preparation is that if we're thinking to have an empowered home birth experience, we're going to just go with the flow. I'm just going to go with the flow. Like, it's okay. Don't worry. Like I'm super natural, super chill. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about my birth experience. I'm going to go with the flow. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever passively received empowerment? Like, when has that happened to you where you were just there and then you just like got empowerment? You were just given empowerment. That's kind of like counter to empowerment. When we think about empowerment, we're thinking about like ownership. We're thinking about responsibility. <laughs> Carrie says it pains me to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, I love the idea of like, I'm just going to like, I'm okay with whatever happens. I like that idea in the context of I have prepared. That is a no, no, don't go with the flow. <laughs> have you, oh, have you ever passively received empowerment? That's great. Thanks, you guys. So that's, it's something to consider. If that's what we're wanting, if we have this ultimate goal of I'm going to be a new person at the end of this, this event, I'm going to take this and it's going to revolutionize my life. It's going to change everything about me, but I don't need to really do much about that. Like I don't need to do anything to prepare. I don't know that that's going to work out super duper well. Something that I think about, like when I, when I wanted, when I wanted to think of like, how, what do I compare this to the idea of going with the flow and just like accepting what comes would you do that in a relationship? Like, let's say you're a single woman and you're looking for a husband. Would you ever say like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Like I'll accept what comes and it'll be fine. Like, or would you think, no, I have standards. I have specific measurements that I want to take. I want to make sure that I am finding the right person. And I'm going to do all these things on my end to ensure that this relationship is a good one and that it's a good match and that we are going to work together in a beautiful way. I'm not going to accept the first person that just like shows up and just go with the flow Like that's that's uncomfortable. And I don't think you did that. So if we aren't going to do that with other big things in our life, then why would we leave it to chance when this is an event that is the biggest, I mean, this is the biggest transformation physically, mentally, that you potentially will have, whether you give birth one time, two times, three times, each birth is so significant. And something that's just mind blowing to me is your baby actually, like when it's growing in your body, it transfers cells into your body and you transfer some of your cells into your baby's body. They, it, they're called migrating cells. So like your baby is like actually imprinted in your body. Like, isn't that so such a perfect example of this situation? This event is going to be imprinted into your body. There's no getting away from this experience. Now, if we've had a negative experience, I'm not saying that there aren't ways that we can manage the trauma, but knowing that this is an important event and knowing that our desire is empowerment, shouldn't we take time to prepare? <laughs> Katie <laughs> says, end up flowing your way to the hospital and a whole bunch of unnecessary interventions. Uh, this will be available for replay, yes. Uh, you guys are so great. Awesome, okay, well, I'm glad that point number one, that going with the flow is not an option for us if our desire is an empowered home birth. We're on point. We're tracking. We got it.
All right, so number two, point number two, I'm gonna flip this over to make sure I get them all. Oh yeah, okay, so if you think that relaxation techniques are going to save you, that's, that's also not an empowering home birth. So if our thought is, all right, I know that I wanna have an empowered home birth, so I'm going to take like a little birth prep class and I'm going to learn to do Lamaze breathing. Like I'm gonna my way to empowerment. That is very surface. Like that is the tip of the iceberg. Do you think that empowerment comes from being able to breathe through a contraction? Like that's what this transition is about. It is so much deeper than that. Your birth experience is so much deeper than even your ability to, to cope with labor contractions. And I dare say that your ability to cope with those contractions, your ability to integrate that experience and process that experience so deeply is tied and connected to the preparation that you've done internally, not just the external pain relief, relief techniques. So you could learn those in 10 minutes. I'm talking about the heart changes and the mental changes that you need to be making and preparing so that you can accept this event with with all that you want, you know, so that you can integrate it into yourself and actually feel that confidence and empowerment. Me learning to relax does not imbue empowerment to me. Me being able to integrate what it means to give birth and what it means to transform into a mother and what it means to be able to do that within my own environment, within my own space, that's empowering, that's huge. And doing all of the work to lead me to a place where I'm comfortable with that, that's huge. But just learning some breathing techniques or like being told, relax, peace, it's not the same thing. And that is fleeting that experience like the contractions themselves that's a very fleeting experience but the perception of the birth and the preparation that you did to get yourself ready for that that's not fleeting that's forever <laughs> the pool put me to sleep and slowed my birth to a stop so not even relaxation techniques will be on your side <laughs> Yeah, you never know. You never know what's going to happen and what events are actually going to play out. So my point in saying this, that relax, relaxation techniques are not enough, is that they're, they're important, but it's so much deeper than that. There's so much more complexity to this situation. Okay, number three, we'll keep going. If you believe that hiring a midwife is going to save you, if you believe that hiring a midwife is the thing that's going to give you your empowered birthing experience, simply the act of giving birth at home is going to be the thing that gives you that empowered birth experience, that's a sign that you may need to reprioritize the preparation to get there. Something that I think we need to be really clear on is the fact that absolutely nobody can care about your birth the way that you care about your birth. Nobody. This experience impacts nobody the way that it impacts you and your baby this experience is full of other people you know you might have your midwife you've got your family there are all kinds of other people involved and around and that's wonderful but they all have an agenda you are the one that's doing this you are the one that this is happening to you are the one who is 
transferring life from inside of you to outside of you. So we cannot rely on other people to give us empowerment. And we cannot rely and trust that other people are going to have the same desires that as we are. So for us to feel empowered and for us to be able to make those decisions that maybe could feel hard during a birth, like sticking up for yourself, saying, no, I don't want that. Any of the things that may happen for us to feel comfortable with that, we better feel real freaking empowered. <laughs> like We better be ready to take on anything. We better understand that nobody is going to care about this the way that we're going to care about this. And if we want it done right, we need to make sure that we've done the work. Do not expect someone to come save you from this. You are the one. And, and maybe that's heavy. Does that feel heavy to you? The way you're talking is exactly how I approach my home birth. Good job. So if, if this sounds heavy to you, this idea of like, oh, crud, like I, it's me, like, I'm the one that has to do this stuff. Like if that feels heavy, I understand. Yeah, it's heavy. You want to know what else is heavy? Motherhood as a whole, like being in charge of little humans and, and raising them to adulthood, that can be kind of heavy. But does that mean it's not worthwhile? Does that mean that it's not incredibly amazing? Oh my goodness, sometimes the best experiences are the ones that require the most responsibility and birth is no exception. In fact, I think that's the best, that's the best example. This, this situation, you giving birth, however you choose to do it, wherever you choose to do it, is a massive level of responsibility. You may think that you can get away from the responsibility by giving it to someone else. Like, here, you make these decisions for me. Midwife, I hired you. You do it for me. I just trust you. But it's still your responsibility. And you still have to live with the ramifications of whatever happens. There's a huge amount of personal responsibility in birth. Yep. Unless you decide to give that up and give your power along with it. And I'm not saying that sometimes you don't need other people to help you. But the point is, is that remaining autonomous and being the one making the decisions is really important for people who are consider who are considering this an experience that they want to be empowering. If you want to be empowered, great. I want you to be empowered. But understand that that comes with a level of responsibility that oftentimes in our culture, a lot of people aren't willing to take. So you're willing to take this responsibility. You understand that it does require responsibility. We get that right now, like we, we're saying, yes, that's true. So then let's back up a few steps. What do we need to do in order to get there? Well, we need to prepare. Like, well, we should probably think about it. Like, we should probably figure out what it is to accept that responsibility. We should probably figure out, okay, now that I have this response, this responsibility, what's the best way for me to manage it? What's the best way for me to take care of myself and for my baby? And how can I be a good steward to my body and to my baby? So that understanding, that empowerment is something that I want means I'm going to have to accept responsibility for this decision, for all these decisions. I'm going to have to accept and embrace responsibility. So are you willing to accept and embrace responsibility? Yes, 
that's great. So we need to do some preparation work to get us there to understand what that even means and to understand how to live that out. Okay, now our last discussion point, Woo! this one, I'm ready, I'm ready. I hope you're ready for something because it's, it's, a, it's one of those truths that like, ooh, may not feel so great, but we really need to think about it, okay? So let's think about the big decisions that we make in our life, the big life-altering decisions. Getting married is one of them. We're before I start, let me read. Carrie says we're really good at outsourcing our duties here in America. It makes sense that it is happening within our births. Determined to change that. Me too, Carrie. I'm I'm totally determined. So let's go to this this fourth, and this is my final point. I might drag on with this one for a little bit, but think about the big decisions that we make in our lives, the big life-altering things. We get married. That's a big decision. And we prepare for it typically a lot, right? Like we emotionally prepare for it. We financially prepare for it. We physically like get ready for our wedding. We do all of these things. We are willing to put forth effort in all different aspects into this event. And we know that it is a life-changing event. We know that that impacts the rest of our life. So we see that and we realize that and we're willing to do the things to make it a beautiful experience, an enjoyable experience, something that we can remember forever, whether that's like a huge wedding, a small wedding, it doesn't matter. You know what you want for your wedding. And typically we're gonna do the things to make that happen because it's a huge event. It's something super important, super special that we're going to remember. What are some other big events? I don't know, like having a baby, <laughs> like, procreating, like duplicating yourself. That's the big event. We could say that is the pinnacle event of life. Like that's really, I mean, that's, that's progressing the human race. That's kind of the biggest thing, like getting married, having children. Those are kind of the big, big things that we tend to do as humans. So we put a lot of preparation typically into getting married. We usually spend a lot of money. <laughs> we usually spend a lot of time and thought and energy into making this a really beautiful, wonderful experience for ourselves, for our family, even for other people that aren't even actually getting married. Like we spend a lot of thought and time on that event. Now I want us to think about what we do with birth. Do we tend to spend the same amount of time, money, and energy on preparing for this life-changing event the way that we do for pregnant, I mean, for, for marriage? From what I can see, we don't. From everything that I've seen, we don't. Maybe we'll spend money on like a, a stroller and a car seat and a nursery, but are we spending our time and money on ourselves to actually prepare us for this life altering event. Same goes for buying a car and a house, but birth, we leave it in the hands of others. Yep, yep, and yep, Carrie, you are right on the same page with me, spending time dreaming up the perfect nursery, the equipment, cute clothes, but should, we should be putting that energy into birth and postpartum, yes, because do you know what your baby actually needs once he or she is here? Like, 
your boobs, <laughs> your body, your bed, <laughs> like the, the things that a baby actually needs are pretty small in, in the beginning, but what the baby really needs is you and you to be that, that thing that your baby, like to be able to give to your baby the way that you want to, holy cow, don't you think you would do a good job of that if you were empowered? Don't you think that you would be able to manage all of that massive transformation if you're coming from a place of empowerment after you've given birth? I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> like whether or not you have an empowered birth experience, postpartum requires new skills. Postpartum requires a lot of you, whether you have a happy baby, a sleepy baby, I don't care what kind of baby you have, there's a skill set that comes postpartum, whether it's your first, whether it's your fifth, and it requires a lot of change and it requires a lot of energy. We've noticed in our society that mothers are feeling very drained. They're feeling very worn down. They're feeling unprepared for all of that transition and all of that transformation. Could it be that we're feeling that way because we're not putting the correct amount of emphasis on preparation? Could it be that we're saying, well, I took this $200 birth class, so like, I'm good. Could it be that maybe we're not putting the emphasis that we could to prepare ourselves for the transformation into motherhood? Now, you are choosing to give birth at home, and I think that that is obviously hugely helpful just the environment just the environment lends itself to more empowerment but like we've said that's not actually enough there's so many more gaps that need to be filled to be able to have that empowering experience now what i've noticed sometimes can happen is maybe you realize like oh okay i guess i do need to take this seriously like i guess i do need to prepare for this event like it seems like maybe there's something to this but then we say like hey honey like i want to make this investment into something to prepare me for my home birthing experience uh what do you think is that okay and the thought is like what like your body knows how to give birth like why don't you just like take a lamaze class really quickly like your body knows how to do this so then it's like oh well like Never mind, I guess like I'll just kind of like figure it out myself or whatever the case may be. So then what happens? So then you may go give birth and notice like, oh, I wasn't actually as I didn't recognize what this event was and what it meant for me and how it was going to impact not only that moment, but also all of the moments after that moment forever <laughs> for the rest of my life. Like I didn't realize how massively huge this is. And I think that a lot of times the miscommunication comes from not number us not being able to articulate the value and the importance of this experience to our husbands to our spouse. I will let you know that with my first birthing experience, my husband and I thought we were on the same page I know i've told i've said this before, maybe you've heard this, we thought we were on the same page, but he was like she's got it like she's fine she's she's good and so we went into it not being actually on the same page turned out okay like 
we learned a lot from it and I have been able to use that experience to encourage other families to not make those mistakes. So that's really huge. But the problem came from a lapse in communication, a lapse in articulation on my end to my husband of why this entire experience was so important for me. Of the fact that this was not just a, a quick little event and that everything's going to be, it doesn't matter really how it plays out. Like we're going to have the baby on the other side, so we'll be fine. And we'll just like go on and live our, our lives. No, that's not typically what happens because however that event went is going to impact you on a mental and physical level because birth is both mental and physical forever. It, there's no getting away from the fact that that event lives on with us. So what what really I think the big shift that needs to happen is that we need to be able to articulate the importance of this experience to our spouse. Now, one thing that I know about my family is oftentimes like my husband is the one who like who really like feels like, all right, I've got a firm grasp on the finances and I want to protect. I want to protect our money. I want to protect. That's huge. Like I am so, so grateful for that. And I, I know based off of just like talking to other people that that that's very common. So here's the deal. When my husband knows that something is super important, he's totally willing to put resources towards it. When he understands like, oh my gosh, this is super important. It's not about protecting like our little nest egg. It's about protecting whatever other thing is more important than those dollars and cents. So let's, let's talk about this. It's kind of like this idea of, hey, listen, like we can't, we can't prepare, like we can't put time and money and resources into preparing you for this home birth. We're having a baby. Like we've got to focus on having a baby. We got to focus on the stuff that our baby needs. That belief shift has got to shift to, oh my gosh, like we've got to prepare for this. You're having a baby. <laughs> like you are having a child and our lives are changed for good after this. This is massive. This is the biggest thing that's going to happen to us as a family. We have made a huge decision to have this child and you desire to feel empowered and like the strong, capable mother that you are like, whoa, we've got to prepare for this. Holy cow, this is super important. Do you see the difference? Like we can't, we're having a baby. We have to, we're having a baby. No matter how that goes, Postpartum is going to be a transition. How much harder is it to make that transition when we are not feeling empowered? How much more difficult is it to have those sleepless nights, to have the, the need for loss of intimacy and in the sense of like, you literally can't do anything for a couple of weeks anyway. Like that's a lot on both of us. How much harder is that going to be if we're not empowered or we're experiencing resentment over the situation. That's a lot. Like that's the whole whole lot to manage on top of just the normal the normalcy of such a massive transition. Any change, any transition is going to bring about discomfort. Like I mean, think about it. Change is not typically like oh, change is so easy. Like no, change requires 
a lot on our part. Even like our brains are switching. Our our brains as mothers are shifting sizes. Like we have so many physical things going on that we can see like, oh my gosh, I'm producing milk and that we can't see. My brain is like changing shapes to protect my baby and to be that primal mother. Like, holy cow, there's so much going on. I already told my husband I need to hire a postpartum doula this time around. Yeah, and that's huge. Those are such, These are such huge things when it comes to preparation and being on the same page. One example that I was thinking about, um, my husband started a business. Uh, he, he does estate clearing. So it's kind of like glorified junk removal, like it's professional junk removal for like estates, sales and things like that. Like he removes the stuff. And so he came to me at one point and was like, hey, you know, I really need to purchase a trailer for this. Like I found this $3,000 trailer and it's perfect for what we need. Like we always talk about financial decisions. We always talk about the things, our resources, what we're putting our time and energy and focus into. So he said like, this is what I need. And this is how it's going to help us. Like, I really need this so that I can continue to get these jobs, to get these bigger jobs. I need space. The, the bed of my truck isn't going to be enough. If I had heard that and said like, hang on a second, like, oh, Thomas on Facebook marketplace, here's this thing. It's 200 bucks. Like, why don't you just use that instead to, to do your business, to like, to, to do this. And if you were to look and be like, that's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's not the same thing. So like doing a quick little like, oh, like we'll just like learn these breathing techniques. Like that's not the same thing as putting our time and our focus and our emphasis on a massive, massive change. The other thing that I think that happens is we get uncomfortable of like, I don't, I don't know if I should worry so much about this like i want to care for other people i want to do other things like i, I want to worry about the other things like don't worry about me let's worry about the other stuff and we forget that what if the roles were reversed what if our husband was the one that was carrying the baby and he came to us and said like hey i am planning on having this baby i want to do it at home i know that we've decided that's what we're doing we're on board for this like i need to prepare like this baby could be like 10 pounds and it's going to be coming out of like a real small hole and also my life is going to be changed forever because of it i think that i need to take some time to prepare myself for that would you say no, that's ridiculous. Like, what do you need? Why do you need that? No, you would be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. Like we let's do this together. Like we as a team are having this baby. We should be invested together and prepare together. I sometimes feel like moms, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like we think like, oh, well, I'll just like take care of everybody else and not take care of myself. But you got to remember, like, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first to be able to take care of everybody else. You are going to be providing nourishment and care and love for this newborn creature, this precious newborn being. 
you need the oxygen mask to be able to do that. So let's not forget ourselves in terms of this situation. So our four warning signs. And the last thing I will say is like, I know that my husband, like he really trusts me. He really, and sometimes just like I said, with our first birth, like he trusted me too much. Like he, tr he trusted me to the point of feeling like, eh, I don't, don't even have to worry about it. But when I'm able to articulate and share what it is that I need, he trusts that and he trusts what it is that I need. And he, he loves to be my hero. Like he wants to provide me with the things that I feel like I need. And we do our best to make things work. So if preparing for your home birth with your husband, having his involvement, making sure that you not only give birth, but that you give birth in a way that is empowering and that breaks generational breaks generational curses and sets birth back up to its rightful place, if that's important to you, we don't need to be quiet about that. We, we need to articulate that and share that so that we can work together. Okay, so our four points, let's go back over them really quickly. Number one, if you want to have an empowered birth, four signs that you need to reprioritize your home birth prep. Number one was that if you think that you are just gonna go with the flow into a positive birth, we need to reprioritize. Number two was if you think that relaxation techniques are the thing that are going to save you, we need to reprioritize. Number three was that if you believe that hiring a midwife is enough to give you, to imbue upon you an empowered birth, we need to reprioritize our home birth prep. And number four is if you are willing to provide time, money, resources to something important like your wedding, but you're not willing to do that to something that is both mentally and physically changing you forever, we need to reprioritize. So let me know what you think about that. That's exactly what we're doing inside of the Home Birth Collective, which enrollment is still open. We've got, I think we've got two more weeks with enrollment. So our whole focus is not just like, I'm going to teach you the stages of labor. I'm going to teach you how to and relax through it. This is transformational work. This is, I am going to give you the tools for you to accept the primal mother that you are, for you to reconnect to your intuitive feminine wisdom, for you to deprogram all of the mistrust that we are just like sitting in, like it's just here. So that's what we're focusing on. And I cannot wait to do this with this small intimate collective of women. It's a 12 week program, we're starting July 12th. If you are curious about that, I want you to send me a DM and say reprioritize, like let's reprioritize this, let's get going. All right, my friends, I will be back tomorrow with another live podcast episode. I can't wait to see you then. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.